Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Good afternoon, everyone. Andy Jacob here with Dotcom Magazine. And on today's show, we are bringing in the expert of all experts, Mr. Noam Judah, the director of Digital Rescue and Top Rankings, is going to talk to us about his business. But he's also going to talk to us about some of the secret sauces that he uses and his company uses to help people get a great online presence. So, Noam, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Noam, let's, let's talk high level about digital rescue and top rankings. These are two different businesses that you have, but they work hand in hand together. So let's talk about what you do at digital rescue and what you do with top rankings and how you help so many clients. Sure. Um, well, we're an Australian-based SEO agency. We've been proven in our capabilities, first and foremost, by toprankings.com.au brand uh, since 2007. Um, over time, we, you know, we attracted a lot of referral partners who were very, very um, successful web agencies that didn't have the SEO capability. And they came to us and said, hey, here's our site for our client. Can you please SEO it? And half the time we had to politely turn them back because they were stunning looking sites and Australian, um, you know, business, Australian web agencies have fantastic you know, design, but they were not compliant and they were not built for SEO. They were not with the right SEO content strategy um, or in the right content management system. And so we're in, stuck in a hard place because sure, we'd love the referrals, but at the same time, we're quite stringent about who we take on board as a client. Um, and often we have to return uh, or, or reject, I should say, the referral and say, please take it back and consider going to some other agency because that's not the standard that we'd be happy with. Um, so what was born out of that was a dinner market that we identified um, and hence Digital Rescue was born. So digitalrescue.com.au is a high conversion WordPress design agency. Um, that designs and develops WordPress CMS-based websites for businesses that are really looking for not only a nice-looking, fast-loading, mobile-friendly site, which is critical for user experience, but ultimately they're looking for business growth. And that's where we differ. We don't just build it as a, as a stand on the shelf. Um, there are clients that we can still deliver that to, but we're quite stringent about that criteria and asking them in the brief stage and saying, look, are you looking for a website that will need to be activated for SEO? Because if so the entire website needs to be dictated by um, the SEO fundamentals that, we, that we're aware of. Um, so both, both websites um, and both businesses are, are the one part of the one company, but they uh, serve clients in an inter, you know, interrelated way. Um, so often some clients come to us via SEO first, where we're ranked for SEO agency on page one um, for top rankings. And sometimes they come via the digital rescue, we're ranked for that one as well for web design agency. Um, and you know, depending on where they're at, that's where we guide them as to what they need first. We don't just sell them on any old package. And that's unfortunately what a lot of our peers do here in Australia. 
um, because they have sales targets to, you know, to meet. No, and that makes a lot of sense. And, and a lot of people rush in to build their website without even talking to an expert. And what you're saying is quite possibly just from the jumpstart or from the beginning stages, they're developing or building or making their website absolutely wrong in terms of how they should do it with regard to the SEO component. Is that correct? Absolutely. Um, in two ways. There are small to medium businesses that just go crazy and spend money on an independent freelancer. You know, they get burnt the hard way there because none of it complies. But then there are others that are medium sized businesses that invest in very capable design agency, web design agencies. And then after the designs launch, they then say, okay, by the way, we also want SEO. And quite often, the web agencies have to recoil and say, actually, this website wasn't built for SEO. And so they've actually poured tens of thousands of dollars into a stunning website that just doesn't serve them in the long term. Um, and unfortunately, it's quite prevalent in with a lot of um, agencies. Where, where some agencies differ, some uh, differ, is that they actually do have the SEO capabilities. But the challenge most agencies have is they are all about growth at the expense of the client's integrity-based solution. So I like to call it solution selling with integrity. You know, don't sell them something they don't need, sell them something they need even and explain why they need it first. If that holds appeal, they're the right client for us. And that's why we have a lot of clients that have been with us for, you know, five years um, plus, which is unheard of, by the way, in SEO. Um, rather than just um, a lot of other agencies, they have BDMs and BDMs have KPIs. And, you know, if they don't hit their sales, they're not in a job. So it's a bit of a conflict of interest in terms of the, the landscape of, of providing what's in the best interest of clients. Um, so we're quite different. We don't rush at our own, uh, you know, priority and our own prerogatives. We, we think of clients first and equally, we also screen out um, if they're not, if we're, they're not realistic about SEO timeframes, they're not the right clients for us. Um, if they want to hear the guarantees of, oh, you'll rank on page one in 90 days, see you later, you're not for us. Um, and in doing so, we're really attracting long-term clients that really value growth, but also understand that SEO is a long game. Um, AdWords is a short game. So. so let's talk about that a little bit because there's going, going to be a lot of people watching this and they're going to be very impressed by going to your website and seeing the client list that you have. So mm -hmm. can you sort of put into a bucket the type of client that you're, that you're looking for? What's the size of the company? What, what's their needs? Why would they reach out to you at Digital Rescue and Top Rankings? What, what, what does your client that you want look like to you? Sure. Um, we think of SEO as a return on investment vehicle. So the first thing we think of, think about is using some commercial acumen, of course, is if a client's return on investment is, let's say, $100 as a billable hour, they're probably not the right client because SEO is significantly more work than it's ever been. So our ideal clients are the ones that are with a marketing budget. Um, they have at least five plus staff. Um, they have a marketing manager. They have a marketing budget annually. Um, but ultimately, the main thing for us is two components, not three things, uh, I guess, as part of the qualification criteria of who we're to take on board. Number one is they have a compliant website for SEO. Number two is they actually have a high transaction value in what they do. So a good example of that is a lot of um, you know, companies in the space of the, the property sector, I call it the property-related sector. As an example, a client that um, uh, would offer you know, driveway landscaping the average project for them is $15,000. It's not a $1,000 project. Um, another one will be, you know, 
double glazing windows and doors. The other one would be roller shutters for their garages. All the ones that are, I guess, the peripherals of everything to do with property, they're the right clients. Um, however, having said that, there are a lot of other industry clients that make an excellent fit, such as, you know, laser eye surgeons. Um, the others is media buying agencies um, and, and other agencies that don't do what we do. You see, we chose Andy to niche in SEO AdWords and do web design only. We're not going to pretend that we're strong at every aspect. And a lot of other agencies, unfortunately, do. Um, and they don't they deliver in some and not the other. So we, we'd certainly stick to our niche. Um, but that's, that's the right sweet spot because ultimately what we're trying to strike a balance in SEO is how long can a business, and we think, got to think of the business side of it, how long can a business sustain a marketing spend before they get their ROI? So often we turn back clients that are, you know, in an e-commerce uh, environment because they're not really known brands. They may have a great product, but by the time they compete against the big boys for apparel-related phrases, um, clothing um, and products, they're competing with the likes of Amazon or they're competing with the likes of, you know, um, some other major players here in Australia that have been doing what they're doing. They have a stronger domain authority. So all of those things are quite critical. And we turn back probably 90% of leads that come in um, purely because we know SEO is not going to be a game changer for them. And we don't want to drown them in the cash flow side of things before they even turn a dollar. So that that's, makes a that's lot of crazy. sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, Noam. So right now, if somebody contacts you from outside of your home country, Australia, do you take them on as a client and help them? Or are you primarily in Australia with your digital rescue business? Australia's population is huge, Andy. Um, there's plenty of work here. Yeah. Um, we're quite personal, so we prefer to stay within our own backyard. In fact, the majority of our clients uh, have always been in Australia. And we prefer to, to stay that way for the time being. Um, the U.S. market um, and the international market is a significantly more competitive market. And, you know, there certainly are, you know, international SEO agencies and they may have a better grasp. We're quite, um, you know, we're quite meticulous in staying with our backyard because you do need to have a good grip of everything from, you know, the terminologies um, right through to the directories and, and the links and so forth that really make the difference. Um, you know, as an example, we used to represent one of the international airliners um, now known Fiji Airways, they were known as Air Pacific. And for an American audience, which is what they were trying to attract, um, the keyword research, which is something we do with all clients, demonstrated that, you know, Americans are not Googling, you know, holiday phrases. It's a vacation, right? right. Um, so that's just a small illustration of knowing the client and knowing um, the, the landscape. And if you don't know that, and equally back here to Australia, if an American agency doesn't know the Australian landscape and the territories and so forth, and it's not always going to be the most effective solution for the client. But yeah, in all in all, it's quite um, plenty of business here in Australia, that's for sure. So that's very interesting and, and wonderful to hear as an entrepreneur, Noem, that not only do you specialize in your offering and your business specializes in what it does, but you also have pinpoint laser focus on the area that you are able to provide your services to. So you are a perfect example for aspiring entrepreneurs and people running businesses that the more you focus in and the more of an expert that you become in a certain field, even to the point of being an expert in a certain area, most likely that will yield very, very nice results and it has for your company. So congratulations. Thank you. It does for us, Andy, and it's also for our clients. Ultimately, a lot of agencies grow significantly quickly. Um, but, you know, their reputation doesn't quite, uh, you know, demonstrate consistency to their work. So 
you know, their reviews and so forth, it, it catches up to them. Um, in, in taking on the right clients, you're building equity in the business in, in your reputation as much as you are in growth. So we don't have the exponential growth that some of our competitors do, but we're quite comfortable in our growth. In fact, the six months during the COVID-19 period, um, whilst a lot of businesses, unfortunately, did experience a downturn, we still grew significantly uh, during those six months during lockdown. So... Well, that's a testament to what you do, Noam. And you had mentioned you have clients with you for years. Let's talk about, you know, let's talk about the algorithm because everybody who's in SEO and everyone that understands mm -hmm. it talks about that world famous algorithm. And it does change quite often. So how does, or maybe it doesn't change quite often, you know, as much as people think. So I'm, I'm, leading, I'm looking to you, Noam, to sort of tell us, a little bit about that algorithm and why it's important to have a company like yours pay attention to that and understand it so that you can continue to get good results with your search. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, so the algorithms are certainly always evolving. The greatest challenge both for, you know, um, business owners and, and, and larger businesses who have digital capabilities in-house and as equally for agencies is that, it's evolving, but even when it's evolving, a lot of it's not documented in black and white. So, you know, Google would, uh, you know, make a comment about some algorithm, but ultimately may not roll out to all locations quickly, or ultimately maybe something that may have a small effect, not a, not a dramatic effect. So the expertise of an SEO agency is not so much about keeping their finger on the pulse, but also using their discretion and saying, you know what, that algorithm may be of relevance, but is it worth shifting our entire strategy for all of our clients today, right? Um, so it's a discretionary decision-making. Sometimes you have to go with your instinct, but ultimately think of what is, when you think of what's good for Google, you have to think of what's good for Google's users. So when mobile get an update happened so many years ago, that made sense. I mean, if, we, if you're not mobile friendly, you don't sign up with an SEO agency. Forget it. Don't do it, right? We mystery shopped a lot of our competitors and 99% of them did not even mention to a real business that wasn't mobile friendly that they needed to redesign first and not pour their money in SEO or that at least mobile redesign needs to be on the cards within the first quarter. Um, but yeah, algorithms are definitely a tricky one. Um, you know, not, not following the news channels like search engine land and, um, you know, Google's posts about what's cha changing is definitely um, going to be of detriment but also jumping too quickly on some of their statements can also be to your detriment because a lot of times they're testing, um, you know, what might work, but they may not, you know, stick with it. And therefore you have to undo. Um, some of the ones that are intuitively making it quite obvious is, as I said, the mobile update is it's a no brainer site speed, no brainer, um, you know, HTTPS So buying an SSL certificate within your hosting and making sure it's configured properly that prevents hackers to businesses' websites. So sure, Google will give preference to a secure website versus a non-secure. Um, the link building side of things, very, very contentious. I mean, we've been very cautious with aggressive link building when a lot of our competitors historically uh, were ranked near us. They were all about link building, did nothing on page, and they're not around today organically. I mean, we're in 2013, we were number one for search engine optimization as a phrase before SEO agency became known as a phrase. And then over time, Google changed its algorithm that that should be a research phrase. So again, we had to pivot and target SEO agency, which were now ranked in the top five positions on page one. Um, but equally, clients 
the, the value for SEO is not rankings alone, of course not. But it's also not, not, nowadays it's not just SEO, let's not kid ourselves. AdWords has taken up so much eyeball share on the screen that if you're not doing both concurrently, both SEO and AdWords, you're ultimately not really getting in that lead capture territory against your industry competitors. So businesses do need to think of, well, how do I attract more clients in more than one way and not just rely solely on SEO? Um, and, and that's really what it is. It's about a return on investment on any given channel. Um, social media is a bit of a tough one, right? I mean, agencies are charging anywhere from five to 7,000 a month to manage campaigns here in Australia. A lot of businesses go down that path, spend so much money and the agencies are saying, oh, look, we've given you 15,000 shares, likes and, and so forth. And the clients still turn around and say, well, that's great for awareness, but we want bucks in the door. What's the ROI from social media? So it doesn't matter that the cost per click in Facebook is little. You know, am I getting the return? And can I get a better return with AdWords or SEO? And generally what we're seeing is, um, and by the way, we don't specialize in social media, but within the AdWords and SEO, most of the traffic shares coming from SEO still today. So it's still relevant and still current. Um, and, and SEO is always changing. You don't, I mean, there are people that do it very well internally, um, you know, entrepreneurs that may read enough and know enough technically. But generally, if you want to do something well, leave it in the hand of experts. Well, this make sure is, it's the right, right experts. No, in part, pardon me. This is a great piece of advice and a, and a very clear explanation of what's going on. So what you're saying is, is that not only is the SEO important, but the AdWords have such a high real estate value Absolutely. on the page that if you're not doing something to coordinate those two efforts together, you're really missing a lot of the boat. Is that right? Absolutely. It's uh, referred to as co-optimization by some. Um, and the benefit is ultimately as well, not only by way of lead share, but also you know, AdWords gives you the opportunity to put your toe in the water and identify, you know, how many clicks am I getting? What's the click-through rate? What's the conversion rate? And on what keyword, right? And in doing that, if it is a, a business that has not embraced digital before, that's one of the first ways you can, you know, get some real-life data. Um, and then from there, over time, get some learnings around what will work for you in SEO equally. There's pros and cons, of course. I mean, AdWords, you can be agile and target heaps of phrases overnight and attract clients overnight. Um, SEO, on the other hand, you don't want to be targeting the wrong keyword over a 12-month campaign only to discover once you're ranked to the top that, hey, that's not really, it's attracting a lot of what's known as false traffic, right? So you're getting a lot of visitors that don't really buy. Um, so again, that's critical to why most agencies should be doing keyword discovery, keyword research first. And also ask the client, do you have any AdWords data? because the learnings from that should be rolled into the strategy. So that makes a lot of sense. So obviously you don't want to start a campaign with a company that is not based on some type of initial data because they could be working on your keywords at your expense for a long period of time. And when they finally get there, then you get all this traffic that's meaningless and doesn't produce any dollars for you. Absolutely. But not only that, the sales tactic of the majority of Australian agencies are all about, hey, sign up for one of these packages. Well, what are the packages? You know, gold, medium, you know, gold, bronze or whatever it is. And they say to you, they tie that in with the performance guarantee and the performance guarantees will rank you on 30 keywords within month three or 90 days or month six. And then they decide which keywords those are. 
But again, they're also targeting the phrases that are not really meaningful to your business because they're so long tail as it's called. So it's multiple words to describe a product or service where the search volume is so low. Um, and unfortunately, that's how they measure their success. Whereas SEO should really about how can we grow your business as a strategic SEO agency, as an online marketing partner of your business. And that's where top rankings equally also offer an unlimited keyword campaign because we realize SEO is so powerful. Why wouldn't you target you know, suburbs? Why wouldn't you target brand-based phrases? Why wouldn't you target uh, models um, of a company's you know, product offering? So all that really is about a relational approach to a business rather than a transaction of, hey, just pick a keyword package and we'll upsell you later. I mean, that's just, it, it makes no sense to us. That makes a lot of sense, Noam. So let's, let's dive into this for the people that are really in tune with, with what you're talking about because it's very mm-hmm. fascinating. So when a company comes to you, you will help them maybe even understand their business better than they understand their business. And they're going to tell you what they want to go after, the type of client that they're going to go after, kind of the price point of their offering. And then you do some type of an analysis to let them know how you can help them. Is that, you know, the initial process? That's spot on. I mean, like anything else, we're in the space of growing people's business, right? So if you don't understand their business, ask the questions, have a series of questions that unearths what their, you know, not only what their core offering is and where their audience is, but ultimately what makes them different because 95% of clients coming to us don't even have, you know, a unique selling proposition, you know, laid out on their website and that ultimately aids conversion. So if you can't get that right, how are you going to compel someone to trust you and inquire with you versus your competitors? But the keyword discovery is also, as I mentioned earlier, that also, um, you know, brings into consideration the question of, who, and this is a question we ask our clients, who are, who are your, your competitors? And a lot of them know who their competitors are, but a lot of them think that their competitors are ones that might be uh, just ones I've known of, as opposed to the fact that there are others that are ranked and grabbing all their market share. So it's definitely about, you know, digging deep, getting the customer understanding, then doing a keyword discovery and the competitor analysis. So looking at the industry competitors' websites and pulling all those phrases into the keyword discovery and saying, hey, now have a look at how broad the net is for your business. Um, And now also let's hone in and decide what is the pecking order? Which keywords should we be targeting? And what's the merit? How long are you prepared to wait? Um, And accordingly, that then then designs, if you like, the SEO strategy of which phrases are are the ones of focus for an SEO agency. Because without it, um, you know, you're not really giving the client the best outcome. And I'll give you one small example. Um, we recently uh, onboarded a, a demolition company, house demolition company. And I, I was aware of what that industry is, but for the first time, only two days ago, did I discover in the first process of, of getting to know the client that a partial house demolition is more profitable for a demolition company versus a house demolition alone. And those things are not something you would find out unless you ask the right question. Um, so again, it's really about understanding your clients before translating what the success can look like in, in digital marketing. So let's, let's look at that example because that leads me to my next question. Let's take a look at the, yeah. at the partial house demolition business. Mm-hmm. Just high level, pull the lens back for us a little bit, uncover the, the secret curtain. When let's just say there's a universe of $100,000 spent on that a month, 
by people that need that service. Mm-hmm. What percent of that money will go, assuming that all things being equal, their sales process is the same and the salespeople are the same and the services are the same. What percent of that 100,000 will go to the people that are ranked in SEO? And what percent of that 100,000 will go to the people that are doing the AdWords? Have, have you ever done any analysis yes. like that? We haven't ourselves, but there's been other agencies that have done them historically. Um, and the shift, I can't remember the exact uh, source, I must admit off the top of my head, but there has been a dramatic shift um, where the study was showcasing the fact that AdWords uh, is, is very much the territory for more buyer-ready buyers. In other words, if your AdWords creative is really strong, very compelling, creates the right you know, call to action to click through and so forth, you know, you don't necessarily, um, you know, ignore AdWords purely because those that are ready to buy will do AdWords. Historically, many years ago, it was an 87% of SEO. Were SEO. Um, but as you know, AdWords has taken up at least about four to five lines of uh, creative space. So being number one for your search phrase organically is definitely not the only place to attract leads. And if you're not doing AdWords, you could probably be doubling your business if you're doing AdWords. That's, that's how I would put it. But in ratio terms, it used to be a 13% to 87%. That's going back like eight years. Um, I don't believe there's any more recent studies that have taken shape that um, give very accurate data around the AdWords versus the SEO. The difficult thing you've got to remember is that with SEO, you could have hundreds of keywords being exposed to buyers every single day, whereas AdWords, uh, the way AdWords campaigns work is Google, unfortunately, will not let you get so granular uh, on the kind of phrases you want typically, right? So a number of clients have said to us, we want to focus on just this particular suburb. And unfortunately, if there's not enough uh, data that Google can see, a lot of people are searching with a particular suburb, well, certainly here in Australia anyway, then it won't let you uh, appear just on a suburb. Otherwise, Google will be parting with a lot of its Google budget. And in, as you probably know, in 2012, it's Google AdWords revenue was 12 billion. That's um, amazing. Significantly higher now. So, so no, it's, so, a, it's a delicate landscape. I'm sorry, pardon me. So great information. Anybody watching this show who's, who's watching Noam right now, obviously to me and anyone else watching that, you know, Noam's on top of his game. And if you're in Australia and you, you want to talk to an expert about, this type of a situation to get yourself exposed both with SEO and on AdWords, there's, you know, no one is a leader. So, so when we think about the AdWord component that you, you help your customers with as well, and you're talking about this higher revenue, gross revenue sort of product or service, we're talking about these, you know, the, the demolition and the landscaping, things that are not, $100. These are $5,000, $10,000, What's the best way to get those customers that are ready to buy an AdWords to take an action? Are you using phone numbers? Are you using landing pages? Are you trying to get them into some type of a sales cycle with some type of free giveaway? What's, what's the real way to get those higher end spending customers to take an action step to do business with your clients? Sure. Um, so, I mean, ultimately, business is business, right? Even though you're a digital agency, you can't hide your head in the sand and say, well, well, just because I'm an SEO agency, the only way I'm going to attract clients is via SEO. 
Um, so to answer your question specifically, we attract clients via SEO above all else because we're ranked for both agencies on the phrase SEO agency, web design agency. That's great, but a lot of people mystery shop and you know shop around and, and they're all price driven. You got to think of a business, and the business is also about um, you know qualifying and zeroing in on the niches that you want to target. There's many ways in doing that. You create the spreadsheets, you identify the decision makers, and you reach out to them. Right? You reach out to them by phone. You reach out to them via um, you know, other methods of, of marketing that are offline, believe it or not, um, because you need to create cut through in business. It's not just about being online and beating your chest and saying, oh, well, I'm number one. Oh, I'm in the top three or top five for SEO agency. Therefore, you just need to trust me implicitly. So, you know, we know a lot of agencies are not even ranked that are growing, they're growing gangbusters purely just by spending money on AdWords and saying, well, this, here's what we did for some of our other clients. <laughs> so, you know, case studies is definitely important to showcase. Um, you know, to, to leverage and say, well, this is what we did for this client in the same industry or similar industry, we can deliver the same for you. Um, but ultimately, it's, it's also about, as I said, zeroing in on the clients that you want. So, you know, if you're after demolition companies, get the database and, you know, even manually go about and have some software tools somewhat manually. You can have software tools that query Google, you know, capture the top three ranked pages for, you know, demolitions and, and the suburb or the city name. Uh, narrow down, do a who is search on the website URL. You can see generally who some of the key people are. Use LinkedIn to identify who the, who the actual marketing managers are or business owners are or, or the, the decision makers. And ultimately, that's the way to reach out to them. Um, but ultimately, it's, it's about having conversations, right, and connecting with them because the larger players in Australia, such as Census, which is like the Yellow Pages, you know, they've got call centers of teams that just go after these people day in, day out. Um, and, and their success and their growth is based on, on being very good at sales, you know. So it's never, one, it's never one sales method is what I would say. So be, but be multifaceted. That makes a lot of sense in that regard. Noam, if I'm thinking about, you know, SEA, SEO from the past, it always used to be about content, content, content. Is that still the way SEO is with regard? Because you mentioned something about on page earlier. Mm -hmm. And for our people that don't understand what that is, maybe you could explain that and then yeah. also talk about content, content, content. Yeah. Um, so content is very, still very relevant. Um, SEO is evolving. But on page SEO is about you know, optimizing the metadata of a client's site, optimizing aspects of their site, such as site speed, removing any crawl errors, you know, which can be found via Google Search Console. Um, you know, we, we pay probably around $1,500 a month just in subscription fees, USD, by the way, um, which <laughs> with the currency conversion now, it's not very favorable. But, um, you know, those tools help us to identify the errors on our client's site. And we've predominantly as an agency have always been focused on on-page. So on pages, I, I use, I like to call it the Coles supermarket, you know, analogy. Uh, it's one of the largest, you know, supermarkets in Australia. And ultimately, you know, signage is what I call it, which is, you know, if you're offering a service, don't have a page that says, you know, menu items, menu bar that says, you know, buttons that say what we do and who we are. You know, you actually need to spell out and correlate the very services you offer to exactly how someone searches. So those are like the fundamentals of SEO that are still important today. Other aspects of content, content, content is content relevancy. You know, you need to have the right headings. You need to have the right sub pages. You need to have the right URL structures that correlate so that you make it 
easy for Google to index that client's website um, with the right content appearing. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of agencies are all about link building and they don't always, they, they, some, some of them overlook the content elements of a client's website. And, you know, that's the first thing we look at whenever we take on a client is we also tell them, look, do you need to redevelop? Because if you need to redevelop, then as part of that process, let's do the keyword discovery so you can expand the website out and say, okay, I'm not going to have it as a 10-page site because your opportunities for SEO are 30 different pages. Um, so a bit of content writing is important, but on-page um, is still relevant today. The, the other aspect that has been a lot more labor-intensive in SEO is for very fiercely competitive industry, you know, content writing for blogs is still very important. Sharing and giving Google an indication that you're an active business um, is still another, you know, indicator um, and a ranking signal to show that you are an authority in your space because without it, you're just getting a site that's just there and it's not really active. And Google says, well, you're doing that, but your competitors are giving us four blogs a month that's, that show them and, and provide users the best practices or authoritative articles. And therefore we think that they're a lot more authoritative. Um, the final aspect of it is still a lot more prevalent now more than ever has been link building. Um, so it's still relevant, but you've got to be careful. It's a very treacherous landscape. If you do the wrong links, you can get a client website penalized. We've never had any client's website penalized, thank goodness, uh, since 2007. Um, but guest post blogging is one of those, you know, options that are, I guess, at the top tier of, of clients' um, investment. And unfortunately, not every business can afford SEO. More and more businesses are getting priced out um, of SEO. But the right businesses engaging the right agencies get the ROI. So that makes all the sense in the world. So you're dealing, Noam, with a lot of, sort of CEOs and founders to begin with. And then you probably work with some people on their team as the, as the time goes on. You've probably met a lot of CEOs and founders in your time with such a successful business like Digital Rescue and Top Rankings. What's the one thing you see in entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs that stands out to you? This is sort of off the topic of SEO and and uh, page ranking and things like that. It's more uh, talking to the entrepreneurs that are watching the show. What characteristic do you see in these successful entrepreneurs and CEOs that you've been dealing with for many, many years? It's what I call the insatiable thirst for knowledge, okay? Um, when you're running a business, you could be great at what you do and you may have a product or a service that kills the competition, so to speak. But if you don't fund, a lot of the successful entrepreneurs ultimately have a thirst for knowledge. They're forever hunting down resources and subject matter outside of what they know. And from that, they, they pull together the learnings and decipher, hey, is this worth exploring? You know, um, because without it, you're just stuck in a hole and you're doing what you do and nothing shifts. So a lot of the successful entrepreneurs that I've come across and businesses, they know a little bit about a little bit and they keep reading more about a little bit, you know, and often they think they know more than they do, but hey, I give them credit because they're actually having that thirst for knowledge that keeps them aware. So no one can push them over and say, we'll tell you what needs to be done. They may have a bit of knowledge and, they, and, and born from that, I guess, is a lot of questions that they ask the experts. And, and in having those conversations, and they're very healthy conversations, they get a better outcome for what they need. So, you know, that's always been the case and, and no different to the Bill Gates, uh, you know, scenario you know he had a great team 
behind him, as do I have a great team behind me. You know, it's not just me. We, I don't get hands-on with the SEO. I have a whole team behind me across both Ukraine and Philippines that are also helping uh, the clients and getting, you know, the critical results that they're paying for. Um, we've, we've centralized our account management process as well. So our structure, I should say. So a lot of agencies, you know, they have account managers that come and go. We've centralized the account management to one, you know, central email and clients get the answer they need quicker and all the team know exactly when a client has any concerns or strategic questions. Um, and it's worked really well. The phones have, you know, kind of died down a bit. We don't hide behind, you know, our desks, but it just keeps us focusing on, on getting the results. Um, yeah, rather than having account managers to just be the conduit of, of conveying concerns. So there's, there's a lot of things we put in that clients have welcomed as a, as a procedure. That, that's awesome. So one final question. You mentioned your team. And I know, Noam, you could probably do eight hours about your expertise, and that's very refreshing. And you did mention that the great entrepreneurs that you speak with and know, they ask a lot of the right questions because they have a thirst for knowledge. And you've hired some top talent to join your team. Mm -hmm. And outside of the fact that they've got sort of what I call the chops or the ability to do the job, is there one characteristic you look for when you bring on a team member to join your team over a digital rescue? What's the characteristic that you're looking for when you make a hire? I think the question would be very, very much dedicated towards the talent of an SEO person. Um, and the thing that I look for the most is an open mind, right? And the reason for that and why it's critically important is SEO experts have multiple years of experience, but they also have multiple methodologies that may not necessarily align to what the way top rankings do things. So I, whenever we recruit someone, we want to make sure that their personality is such that they're open-minded because if they're going to come into our team and do what they think is SEO, then they're not part of the team. Why? Because the quality is not there. Um, and equally, the, the way we steer them in the right direction is we have an absolute treasure trove of processes, uh, procedures, instruction manuals, SEO, best practice steps, even the 101s of SEO explained so that any new experienced staff member um, on our team can understand the SEO way. Um, but beyond that, we don't just shut them down. We actually ask them to contribute and say, hey, is there anything that you've done before you've seen work well? Let's explore that. Let's discuss it. Let's, in some instances, let's experiment that with one you know, website or two to see the effects of it because by pooling everyone else's um, you know, knowledge, it just accelerates you know, the IP that Top Rankings has. And, and that's been you know, critical to our success. Um, but it ensures as well that we don't, we're not running a chop shop. You know, every client actually goes through a very strict, you know, onboarding checklist and a recurring checklist of tasks. Um, and that way nothing's overlooked in, in the campaign performance. That's most awesome. And just by speaking with you today, you know, anyone watching this can see how you follow a very predictable sequence of events to get to a predictable outcome, which is success for your clients. And that I think is uh, shining through very, very well here. And, and, and congratulations on what you've been able to do. For people watching this in Australia, how do they get a hold of Noam? How do they get a hold of Noam Judah? And, and, and how do they start engaging with you and talking to you about the process in order for you to help them get to where they want to go which has increased their profitability by taking advantage of your 
company's knowledge and expertise? Sure. Um, it depends on where they're at with their journey, Andy. Um, if they've done SEO or even if they haven't, if they've got a website or, uh, you know, they consider it needs a redesign, the respective websites, obviously, digitalrescue.com.au and toprankings.com.au, um, you know, will guide them through where they're at in their digital journey and say to them, do they need a redesign or, in fact, can we activate SEO um, or is there a bit of a restructure needed? We will give them that honest advice as we always have. Um, and really take the conversation from there. That is, that is really awesome. Noam, I really thank you for spending the time on this, on our show today. It opened up a lot of new thought for me and gave me an opportunity to talk to an expert, which I always love. And again, thank you so much for coming on the show. You are a true gem in your field and, and a gentleman, and we really appreciate it. Thank you again, Andy. I appreciate your time. Thanks again.